1: Think of two different times where i where i feel like i stepped out of line that kind of related to artful agenda and the first was when i decided to join Usborn born books and more which was how i completely funded artful agenda so i don't know if you can see but i have all these Ooh. children's books above my head so and i i still sell them um but it is a direct sales company. So kind of one of those um, companies where you can join and you sell books and then people can join your team and you teach them how to sell. Um, so like a multi-level marketing company. And I think um, before I joined Usborne Books and More, it was something that I had kind of really been against. This is just me being totally honest. I I just, I wasn't into sales. Kind of, if people in my life sold things, I would often be like, oh, you know, I kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, I had started making some YouTube videos. I made a video on how to curl your hair and it did really well. And a lot of people watched it. And so I started making more YouTube videos. And then my friend Sarah asked me to host a book party for her online. And so I did because I was really, really close friends with Sarah. And I thought, oh, I just, I got to do this for her. She's been such a great friend. And I fell in love with the whole concept of selling books online and just the books in general. And so I think that was kind of the first thing for me. It felt like stepping out of line for myself, for my own thoughts about direct sales or, or multi-level marketing or any type of business like that. And so um, it felt like taking a risk to me just because that was something that maybe I hadn't always had, the best opinion of. And it, I, I kind of threw myself into it and it, it exploded for me, um, in a way that I could have never imagined. Um, and so that was probably the first thing for me that I can think of that was really like stepping out of line. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I still do it because I love it. I, I love children's books. I have three kids and I grew up in a home just filled with kids' books. It's when I think about my childhood, that's what I think about. And so um, I think the combination of making videos which was something that I had been into and m- making book videos and sharing the books with people and then also my love of tra- I, I used to be a high school teacher so training people and teaching people how they too could could sell children's books that became very successful for me to the point where I was able to take that money that I was earning and invest it in artful agenda when I first, decided that I wanted to start artful agenda, I think it sort of felt like not necessarily just going with the flow or doing what everybody else had done because when I talk to people about my idea, and then I don't have any hard feelings towards anybody who said this, but I heard a lot of, well surely that's already been done or I don't know. My husband tried to start an app and it didn't go very well or oh my gosh, you have no idea how expensive that's going to be. Which <laughs> they were right. I didn't have any idea. Um, or oh, there's going to be so many things that you're going to have to think about as far as you know the servers to host all of that and the security and this and that. I just heard a lot of concerns, um, and I think that that can be people's gut reaction when you, when you approach them with some idea that you have that's big, they want to protect you. They don't want to see you fail and they don't want to see you take some huge risk that might be terrible in the end. And so they want to point out all of the potholes, you know? And so I think for me, it felt like stepping out of line to just say, you know what, I believe in this idea so much. I've had this idea for Almost a year. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm going to take this money that I've earned with my book business and I'm going to put it into this idea that I have and see where it goes. So
0: article Agenda, how did you come up with it? Like, are you also dragging around a big pocketbook with a big plan of your whole life and you're like, that's it. I've had it. I can't slept my life anymore in my bag.
1: <laughs> Yes, yes. So I was actually just on a call just right before this one talking to um, my marketing uh, agency that I work with. And we were both talking about how like, when we were in college, we would have um, our computer up for taking notes, and then we would have our paper planner, you know, um, and I would just like write in my planner all the time throughout all my classes. And I loved it. And I would try to color code it. And nice. I it just, gave me it's funny that you would say like you love the smell I like loved that feeling of like a fresh planner a fresh piece of paper and it just felt like this kind of open book feeling I always loved that and so all throughout college I was really into it because when I was in college um I really only had to worry about my schedule and so having a paper planner It worked for me pretty well. And also I was carrying a backpack around. So it wasn't a big deal to always have it with me. Um, When I got out of college was when I started to realize, oh, this is not really working out anymore. Um, I, I got married pretty quickly after college. And so immediately I had somebody else's schedule that I needed to sync up with. And that just you know it became pretty apparent pretty quickly that that just wasn't going to work um you know and i'm sure you know if you guys are trying to sync up schedules in your family you can relate if i had something in my paper planner i would have to tell my husband about it so that he could put it in his gmail calendar and if he or his iphone calendar on his phone or whatever he used okay. at the time Gosh, when we got married, I don't even think iPhones existed, but whatever he was using for his calendar. and when I then, got married, we didn't have cell phones, so go on. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so he, um, so, and then when he would put something in his calendar, I would need to then go write it down in mine. And so there was just a lot of double entry. And so what would happen And I I really started to feel this strongly when I started my book business, because I was having these online events at night. and And that's what I still do. I run these online events where people can come and they can watch the videos and discover the books. And I would have these events at night and I needed my husband to know, well, I have this event tonight. So this is definitely a night when we need to be home or whatever. And you know, he's a musician, so I had to make sure he didn't have a show. And so When I started my book business, I remember buying this beautiful Lily Pulitzer planner. I loved it so much. And it was so cute. And to this day, still one of my favorite paper planners. And I remember just sitting down and like writing all of my book parties in there and his shows and keeping up with it for, I don't know, maybe three weeks. And then I had to throw it out the window because it was too, not literally, but figuratively because it was just too... um, much work. It was too much double entry and cross-referencing with Chris. And, um, you know, maybe I would accidentally leave it upstairs and I was downstairs working on my computer and, oh, it would be too lazy to go up and get it. And so I had to just, I had to quit the paper planner. I had to just completely move to Gmail or Google calendar. Um, so the calendar that was synced with, with my Gmail account, um, and I just, I missed having a paper planner. I remember specifically my friend, Bonnie, who is, um, uh, she has a pretty, I, I guess you could call her an influencer. She has a pretty big following um, and she's out in LA doing modeling and acting. And I remember she got a gig modeling for, um, a company that does paper planners and stickers and things like that. And I remember her posting about it. I think you pronounce it Bando. It's like B-A-N period D-O. They have the cutest like stickers. And I remember her posting about the whole ad campaign and legitimately feeling jealous that I couldn't go buy that because I was like, it's not going to work for my life. I'm going to buy it and it's cute. But then what? You know, I'm not really going to be able to use it. And that was kind of where that thought, started really forming in my mind of like there's got to be a way to kind of have the best of both worlds to where I could have this fun paper planner experience that I love but also the digital experience and so that was the very big that was so big for me from the get-go because there were, there are digital planners, you know, you can like, there are pretty ones even that you can get on an iPad or whatever. Um, but I needed something that would sync. I needed something that like pulled in data from Apple or Google or Outlook to where I could always be connected. And that was what I couldn't ever find.
0: You're able to coordinate it. It's funny. I invited Perry to mother's day on May ninth and she, re- she rejected it. And I looked at it and said, Perry, why did you reject my email? And she's like, whatever, I know it's Mother's Day, but it was a funny <laughs> thing. I also had it already. Right, I had she had it already, it. but you know, you're, you're able to invite people to your, um, to your events or letting them know what's going on. It is beautiful and it's extremely affordable, $35
1: for a year. Which was what I paid for that Lily Pulitzer planner that I well, bought. Right. So that's kind of where the use,
0: came from. I used to use more than one yeah. planner because I would mess it up so much trying to reschedule everything that it made me sick, and I, I had to get it. We had and... to get a fresh one, yeah. right? <laughs> so I would spend that much in planners anyway. And what I really like about it, I'm I'm the type of person used to save my planner year to year because I wanted to know what I did two years ago on this date, you know, for like a doctor appointment or whatever. And it got to the point where I was having stacks and stacks of planners. And I would get rid of like the last one, you know, whatever, to make more room. But now with um, your app, you can look back and see what you did and just scroll in two seconds. And you're in doctor's office. Oh, yeah, I'm due to come in. Let me come in. Rather than go upstairs and you draw in your closet and look for your planner. So yeah. much easier. Yeah. So great idea. Did you recoup your investment that you put in with your other business? Did you recoup from Artful Agenda?
1: I did. It was very exciting. I remember um like the first big milestone that I hit was becoming profitable month over month. So maybe not recouping um the whole investment right. but just whatever I was spending on marketing cuz that's something that because Perry because you are a marketing major, you will understand like Without paying for marketing, the best product in the world goes nowhere. And so I had to spend a lot on marketing and then continual tech support. And like I just had pretty decently high overhead costs, at least for where I was at that point in my business, month to month. And so my first big milestone was turning profitable month over month. So kind of being in the black each month. You know, and I remember so vividly hitting that the very month that I gave birth to my son, Marlo. Um, so I remember just thinking, oh, thank goodness <laughs> this has turned profitable. I'm about to have a baby and I can breathe a sigh of relief. Um, and so he was born the end of July, 2019. So July was my first profitable month, 2019. And then so now at that point, since I was actually turning a profit, it took me about a year and a half after that to totally maybe a year and a quarter to total to then accumulate enough profit to recoup my investment. But I have now. So right. that's very exciting for me. It
0: is very exciting. And what do you do? You have any more projects or I mean, you have, you're a mom of three kids. You're married you have two businesses. I mean, any other projects that you're thinking, wow, I really should try that. Yes. Oh, yes. God.
1: <laughs> um, I do. So I have another app idea. It's not my idea. I cannot take credit for it. It is my friend Lauren's idea. Um, I can't say what it is because, you know, we're just obviously so secretive about it because we haven't released it. Um, but it is, it is her idea. She told it to me. She told me about it gosh, six months ago. And I, it was one of those things, just like Artful Agenda. I could never get it out of my head. And so we have started on it in the sense that we have registered our business. We have an LLC registered and we've met a few times, but, um, it's kind of, we're, we're taking it slowly. Um, she's about to have her fourth kid. And so, um, we're taking it slowly. We're, we're definitely making progress and working on it, but, um, it you know we're we're pacing ourselves with it just because we also have a lot going on so i do have that you know kind of in the back of my mind as something that i'm excited to do and and it's fun to be able to walk through the app development process the second time actually knowing things now because i knew nothing The first time and made so many mistakes. (laughs) Um, So it's nice to kind of go through the process the second time and be like, oh, I I know a little bit about how to do this. But so I have that. And then just um, continuing to develop things with Artful Agenda. We just hired our first like real employee before I always contracted out my work and my mm-hmm. development. And I've just hired my first like full-time in-house developer. Once she gets in and gets trained and kind of figures out the lay of the land, how, how the whole, you know, back end of Artful works, then we'll be sitting down and kind of creating a new roadmap for what we want to develop next with the app, what kinds of features and things like that we want to develop. So I have a lot more that I want to do with it for sure. Um, I think that it still has a lot of room to grow as far as what it can do. You said,
0: oh, my husband's a musician. We wanted to coordinate schedules. I said, oh, let me just see who her husband is. Maybe we know him. And then we realized that your husband is um, Chris Allen. And we, of course we remember the face because he is adorable. And he won against Adam Lambert in American Idol, which is insane because he had such a talented, I remember that season was like so incredible. How was that experience for you? You were, I think you were dating your, your college sweethearts or high school sweethearts, you and your husband.
1: We were high school sweethearts. And so we got, you know him.
0: Yeah. In his early days. So how is it like watching another person make like a transition from a regular person who nobody knows. And all of a sudden he's like on top of the world when one season in American Idol and it continues. How crazy is that? Like your life must've been insane. You're trying to be a mom and, you know, have a normal life, but you know,
1: how crazy is that? So I got married when I was 22 and when we got married at that point, I mean, if if, for anybody who's watched American Idol, you know, you always have the, you're going to Hollywood, you know, that, that big moment or whatever. There's, there are actually a couple rounds of interviews with producers before you even get to interview in front of the celebrity judges. Um, So when we got married, Chris had already, um, made it through the first few rounds like he was already um kind of in the process of auditioning um when we got married and then right after we got married he like quote unquote made it to Hollywood um which was really exciting and then we got married in September that November he he went to what they call Hollywood week right. so that's where everybody you know is kind of in, in Hollywood in person, they're competing against each other. And I mean, it just obviously (laughs) took off from there. It was the wildest experience that you could ever have in your life. Like I look back on it now and to be honest with you, it feels like a, a, it feels like a different life.
0: Um,
1: You know, a wonderful life, but a different, it was a different life. It was, you know. Chris handled it beautifully. He really did. He's a very humble person. He's very, um, you know, go with the flow. Unassuming he, he had, he's, I've heard him say to somebody the other day, I don't remember why they were talking about it, that like, he sort of just had a confidence when he was on there, not like a cockiness, but he just right. sort of had a confidence. He wasn't overly stressed. He wasn't Like he just, he handled it so beautifully. I, on the other hand, did not handle it well. I was so anxious the whole entire time that he was on American Idol, just so anxious. Like I remember not even being able to eat. And then like after he would make it through to the next round, I remember always, we would always go to the Cheesecake Factory. There's one right by CBS Studios. And I would eat like the whole restaurant because I was so starving. Cause I was so nervous I couldn't even eat. Um, I just had so much anxiety. I think that when you have somebody that you love, who's very much in the public eye, you, or at least this is how I feel. I don't ever want to see somebody that I love criticized or judged or anything. Like I had so much anxiety for him because I never wanted to hear a critical word about him. I never wanted You know, I don't know. I felt very protective, I guess. And so I just was so anxious all the time. Um, I still enjoyed a lot of it. I still have a lot of really, really good memories. But to be honest, it took me a while to kind of adopt that confidence that Chris had. You know, I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, even after he won, I still remember always being worried, like, you know, what does the album sell enough? Or what would people think? Or what would people say? Or what do the reviews right. say? Or, you know, I worried so much. And I remember one time going to, we were in Vegas and Chris was opening for Keith Urban. And I remember that Keith Urban had asked Chris to sing a duet with him. And it was the duet that they had sang during the finale of Idol. And my friend Elizabeth was there. She was in Vegas on a work trip. And so we met up and I remember telling her, I was like, I'm so nervous. I literally don't even think I can go watch it. And she was like, no, you're going to go watch it. You're going to believe in him. He's going to do great. You got to get it together. And I, it kind of like stuck with me. And I think from that moment on, I was like, okay, I got to get it together. (laughs) And over the years I've been able to just like, get to a place where I feel like I do, I, like I I don't have anxiety at all anymore. You know, I just, I very much enjoy him being a musician and performing and, um, but it took me a while to get there. You know, it's hard. Yeah. I think to be on the outside looking in.
0: You know, and, it's funny. Cause I think of my older kids in plays in school and I just kept thinking don't screw up. Like, it was in the audience like a wreck and like a, a sigh of relief when it's over that, you know, that they did well and they didn't screw up. Or if they did screw up, I'd be like, you know, wh- one time my son fell asleep on stage, you know, <laughs> in the school play. We're like, oh, you know, it's typical. Look at him sleeping on stage. Like we laughed. But, you know, as a parent, it sounds like, you know, what you went through with your husband is like what I went through as a parent seeing my kids do stuff. And you're just like a wreck until it's over, whether it was softball or a dance recital. And, you know, you look back now on it, as you look back at, you know, in the beginnings of it, that's just the way you get used to it. But, you know, it, it's just a journey, you know, that. You yeah. Can-
1: yeah. It was for sure a journey, you know, um, for sure. And honestly, I'm so grateful that Chris was confident, like, because that definitely rubbed off on me. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, Oh, he's fine. Like, and if somebody criticizes him, he can take it. He can handle it. You know, I, I had took a while, but I got there, you know? So.
0: And what are you going to do if one of your kids wants to be um, a singer?
1: I would, I would be okay with it because I think I've been through that journey. I've (laughs) gone through all of that mental gymnastics, right. And kind of learned how to deal with, all of those thoughts and feelings and anxieties. So I would be okay with it. I, yeah, I don't know which child would. Yeah. Oliver has a beautiful singing voice, but he wants to be an engineer. He's very into all that. So like technical things. <laughs> um and then my two youngest, they're four in one. So who knows? You know, so you might have
0: birthed an entrepreneur as well, who's going to one day do something amazing like you have done. And you'll be like, oh, let's do it this way, because I learned how to do it this way. You know, you'll be able to guide them. Right. You no, know, or they'll have some great ideas as a kid. And you'll be like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. And you yeah. have that experience. So <laughs> go either way. It's so great now to have a pocketbook that weighs less than 40 pounds that I could drag around.
1: Well I'm so glad that you both love it and this was very fun. Um I've loved talking to both of you. So